Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hello, everybody. I'm Tommy Dees, sports director at the Tennessean, and I am here with... One of you has to go first. Eric Backrack, <laughs> Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. Uh, Gentry Estes, sports columnist for the Tennessean. And uh, we are talking Titans, but we're really talking all the NFL. As usual, this week we're picking every single NFL game against the point spread. And we're so good at it, which you'll hear about in a minute. The lines come from betmgm.com. We are recording this, a holiday edition with a big Thursday, Friday, well, Thursday schedule and then your normal Sunday. We're recording this Tuesday afternoon, which is a little earlier than we usually do it. If you find a line here different than the one you're getting from wherever you get your uh, line information, then that will probably be why, because it's moved. Last week, Eric was our winner of the week with a 6-8 and eight record. Congratulations, Eric. Still a loser. But but the key here is that I am still a tick above 500. You're a half game above 500. 89, 88, and 1 on the season. I went 5 and 9, which is probably in keeping with my overall. I am 76, 97, and 1. Do not listen. If you listen to what I say, go the other way. Gentry went 5 and 9 and is now 75 and 68 on the year. But here's the good news we all got our picks of the week right this week. So if the one game we choose, if we were going to bet on one game, we all got it right. I'm 6 and 6 on the season with that. Excuse me. I don't know where I got that. I got to look at this. I'm six and six. Eric is six and six, mm-hmm. and Gentry is four and six. And I got an edit to do. So we head into week 13. And now we start with Thursday's game. Thanksgiving is about turkey and football. Mm-hmm. And I, I like both. So he gave me an odd look. You don't like the football or the no, turkey? No, the edit. I didn't know what. The- yeah, I think I had that twice in there. Oh. So no big deal. So anyway, make um, sure I had the record because I'm in first place here. Yeah, this is true. Thinking about this is true. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but by percentage you're doing well. So anyway, the Bears at the Lions. The Bears are giving two and a half points. The Bears had a, a quarterback show up this past week for a change, but I'm taking the Lions because it's Thanksgiving and they always play on Thanksgiving, and I think that's a good enough reason to pick them. Sounds legit. By that same token, the Lions just lost to the Redskins, which is really all the uh, the evidence I need for this one. Agree. I think the the Bears' defense will be pretty tough to deal with on a short week, and you know, and there's a there's a real Monday Night Football spotlight element when you play on Thanksgiving. I think the Bears sure. will play well, and I think their defense in particular is going to to play well. Uh, I like the Bears pretty strongly here. Yeah, good enough. Uh, One of the things I think we learn as we watch these, every NFL team has like 53 NFL players on their roster. And you see a team that you think shouldn't, like the Raiders-Jets game, that you think should be just the opposite. Just never know, yeah. And, you know, you kind of get skunked on that. So I'm kind of going Lions with that theory. Bills at the Cowboys, nice, nice game. A lot of different ways for Thanksgiving. Cowboys always play on Thanksgiving. They're giving six and a half points, and I think that the Cowboys are going to win, but I think that the Bills...
Bills are going to cover because I love their defense. I actually think the same. You know, the Cowboys ran into a, a pretty tough defense last week, and the Patriots only scored nine points. You know, I think the Bills' defense is, is right up there as well with, with just how stingy it is. I think it'll really be tough for them. I agree. I think they, they pull it out, but I think that defense is going to keep it close. I'm going with the Cowboys. I I I, I see the, the rationale for both of you on that, and I, I do think the Bills have a good defense and are an underrated team at this point. Their record is, is pretty amazing considering probably what the expectations were for that team going into the season but I just think the Cowboys are better I think they're better in all areas really I think their defense is comparable and I think their offense is very good Uh, that Patriots game they got a few really tough calls late and they played in horrible weather conditions in that game too I I I think they're going to bounce back offensively and and do enough to win convincingly on Thanksgiving all right, well, um, the next game is the Saints giving six and a half points at the Falcons, and we all picked the Saints. Uh, somebody talk about that. We'll just let one person talk on the on the ones that we all agree on. Well, I just think that the Falcons really put it on the Saints the first time they played, and I just don't see that happening again. Uh, I think the Saints are, are going to be up to play this game, and, and the Falcons got knocked back to earth a little bit this last mm-hmm. week. So, Yeah, but they've shown a little flash that they, that they can play football. And they – they showed it against the Saints. Yeah, so that's impressive. It is, and and I, you know, I thought really hard about that for my lock of the week because I feel pretty strongly that the Saints are going to going to play a lot better against them and be up to play this game. But the Falcons do always play them tough, and I could see that being a close game. Uh, we move along to the Raiders at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are given nine and a half points, and and I'm taking the Raiders because I think that line is inflated simply by the Jets game, the perception of they got curb stomp by one of the worst teams in the league i don't think they're that bad i don't think they're that good but i also don't think the chiefs are that great yeah i mean i mean the Jets. that was a complete dud that they they showed up for but the raiders are still you know they're right there they're six and five they're still firmly in the mix for that sixth playoff spot second wild card spot in the afc and i, be, I believe the chiefs are coming off a bye which is which is big but that's significant you have you know patrick mahomes another chance to rest up so you know, I, I don't think the line is, is necessarily crazy. I just think that the Raiders, in a game that they have to have, they keep it close. Raiders can't stop the pass, y'all. It's going to get ugly. Okay. So I'll take the Chiefs in nine and a half. All right. Jets minus three and a half at the Bengals. We all pick the Jets, and we'll let our New Yorker uh, give his rationale. feel pretty pretty confident about it. I mean, they've, they've rattled off a few in the row. We just spoke about how... You know, uh, the Raiders game was was fluky for them. But, you know, for the Jets, it's kind of just been the continuation of things trending in the right direction. I think at the start of the season, people saw the Jets as a team that had potential with Le'Veon coming in, Darnold heading into year two, and then things kind of quickly went off the rails. You know, I I think they're not a a terrible team facing an absolutely terrible team. I think Andy Dalton is going to start again for Cincinnati, which makes me even more confident about the Jets. We all went with the Jets here, and I, I do think the Jets won three in a row. They're, yeah. they're making a case to not be one of the worst teams in the league anymore. But Bengals aren't. If the Bengals are going to get a win, it's this game. I I could Putting Andy Dalton back out there, if A.J. Green suddenly gets healthy and he decides to play. He, I, he's good for about two games a year these, these years. I If the Bengals are going to win one, I, I could see it being this game. All right, Redskins at the Panthers. Panthers given nine and a half, and and I took the Redskins not because I think the Redskins are good, but I don't think the Panthers are necessarily nine and a half points better than anybody. You know, I think I think there's 
I think the Panthers are perceived as being as being better than they are, and the Redskins are probably about as bad as you think they are. But they probably won by a touchdown. But I don't know about nine and a half. Pretty sure that the the Redskins have the worst run defense in the NFC. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the stat, and I'd expect McCaffrey to go for 400 yards, yards from scrimmage, something like that. Yeah. I, the, the Panthers are they they really threw a dud out there at home to the mm-hmm. Falcons a couple yeah. of weeks ago, and I I'm not comfortable rolling with them. It's just the Redskins are just so bad. I think you got to go with the Panthers, although nine and a half's a lot. This line makes of a you tough think. Call. Yeah, and, and I will say this since you mentioned I, there, if there if I just had to watch an NFL game that I had no interest in whatsoever for only if I just had to like I'm going to watch this one player today. I would watch Christian McCaffrey every week. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think I might go with Lamar Jackson. But, I understand but, that. But, yeah. <laughs> I, nothing against Lamar when I say that. I'm just amazed Both at Christian McCaffrey. Fair enough. He does it so many different ways. Packers minus six and a half at the Giants. And we, we all took the Packers despite the fact that they uh, they talk about a team not showing up. Gentry, you want to explain your rationale on this one? Yeah, I just don't. I don't think the Giants are very good. Number one, I, I, I think they're they just don't have a lot to play for at this point. And the Packers do. They they need to bounce back from from a pretty rough showing in San Francisco. Uh, this strikes me as a game where Aaron Rodgers could have a big day, um, and I think their offense gets back on track. The Packers are a good team. They're, I don't think they're going to mess around here. I think they're going to play well and win handily. All right, we've got the 49ers at the Ravens. Big game, interesting game. Ravens given six points. And I took the Niners because I just think they're a really good team, probably the best team in their conference, and that's a lot of points to get. Uh, to me, this wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if this is a uh, a Super Bowl preview right here, just with really? the way these teams are playing. You know, I, I think both are, are very well capable of, of coming out of their conferences. This, to me, if I, if I had to watch one game, I think we could all agree this this would probably be the game this week. Just seeing how the Forty ers stack up. Against the Ravens, you know, again, as to Gentry's point, I just think Lamar Jackson right now is the odds on MVP is is so fun to watch. And, you know, 49ers defense that's really good hasn't seen something quite like that. And I think they're they're just able to cover. It's a fascinating game, though. I, I, I've i probably been I've, – I've certainly been too low all season on the 49ers and maybe the Ravens, too. I've been, yeah, too low on both. Yeah, and, and watching what the Ravens were able to do to the Rams on Monday night was – was pretty strong. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that I'm not sure the 49ers, even as well as they're playing, are going to be able to deal with that. They're they're doing a lot of what they've done defensively with their pass rush, and it's tough to tackle guy. If you, it's tough to sack a guy if you can't tackle him and can't catch him. Absolutely. And I think Lamar's mobility matters here, and uh, so yeah, I like the Ravens and give the six. All right, the Eagles are given seven and a half at the Dolphins. We all took the Eagles. I never get the Eagles right, so the Dolphins will win <laughs> by 21. True. But we took them because we think the Dolphins are terrible. And the Eagles, despite their up and downedness, kind of have a a roster that could still contend. I think you know they'll be. They can, they, I can easily see them in the playoffs. Buccaneers at the Jags. Jaguars giving one and a half points in Jacksonville, and I took them because I think some people might think they've given up on the season. Bucks are up and down and up and down. Jags are still, I think, hard nosed, and they also have really good pass rushes which we didn't get to see as much of because Tennessee played a little more physical play-action game with them. But I think they're going to eat the Bucks alive with that. Uh, I mean, I could see Jameis Winston, even even in bad games, it seems like he throws for 300 yards. Yeah, he throws you know, three interceptions, but he also throws three touchdowns, I think, against a Jaguars team that you know we saw last week and, and really looked pretty defeated out there. 
I think the offense for the Bucks sort of carries them through this one. Uh, to me, this is a difference between a, a coach that's still building for the future at an organization and one that I think is about to lose his job. True. And I th- so I, 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 it's tough to, to differentiate here. This is one of those games where you don't really want to take either team, but I, I think Bruce Arians over Doug Marone in terms of what he's building. And uh, also, I think it could be a one point game, so that one and a half is pretty right. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get the, 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 I heard people say that, that the Titans made, made them quit. Because like they kept scoring actually after the third quarter. I mean, it's true. It wasn't. It wasn't like, stop them much. Like but, last year, the two hundred thirty-eight yard right. game. That, for that looked like a quit. Yeah, that was a quit. And and who could blame them? Yeah. Anyway, I'm not quitting on them just yet. The Rams are given three and a half at the Cardinals. We all like the Rams for what I think are obvious reasons. We'll move along. The Browns are given a point and a half at the Steelers in a, in a kind of a revenge game. Uh, bring your helmet. Hold on to your helmet. Don't let anybody take your helmet is the rule in this one. And for that reason, no matter what the other things are surrounding this game, I like the Steelers. That's That was my logic, too. I, I, I see it as a revenge game. I mean, aside from, from the whole helmet thing toward the end of that game a couple of weeks ago, the Steelers looked really, really bad. And I think at home, uh, it's a game, again, that they need. They're still, right now they're in the playoffs. They have the second wild card spot um, in the AFC. So they're still in a position, obviously, where, where every game's important. So I think they find a way, um, despite uh, the quarterback situation right now. Let me say this, because I don't, I don't know that the game is played this way or that, that would, anybody would openly admit it. But, you know, in baseball, when, when you hit a home run and you flip the bat, the next guy gets thrown out. Mm-hmm. If, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers don't come out here and say Baker Mayfield doesn't finish this season. It's not his fault, but the guy that, whose fault it is ain't there. But we're not, we're not standing for that. I, I would not be surprised to see something happen. I, I, I not, with a, not with a helmet over the head, but a knee or I, whatever. I, I agree. If it's going to happen, it's going to be this game. But uh, I went with the Browns. I was the only one that did. When those two played last time before all the, the mess at the end of the game, the, the Browns badly outplayed the Steelers yep. to, to a point that surprised me. And I, I just feel like for the Steelers offensively, how – banged up and how much attrition can you have and still be a viable NFL offense they just don't have a lot on that side of the ball right now Browns still have a lot of talent Browns are capable of playing well so I went that direction they they will be without Miles Garrett though if they will they will (laughs) he won't even be allowed to watch this game on TV I'm pretty sure Chargers giving a point and a half at the Broncos. We are all on the Chargers there. I'm um, not even think that's worthy of discussion. The Patriots are giving three and a half at the Texans, and that's a really interesting game because mm-hmm. the Patriots are just kind of eking getting by. And I think this is a game where that half point makes me nervous, but Same. I still got to take the Patriots. I think I, that's why I went with the Texans was the three and a half. <laughs> I, I could actually see New England winning this game by a field goal at the. I mean, I. Deshaun Watson plays well in games like this. Usually, when you when you kind of put him in against one of the better teams, and I, I, the Patriots might win, but that three and a half, I went with the Texans. Uh, to me, this was this was a really tough one. Um, again, I kind of look at what the Patriots did last week uh, to uh, to Dak Prescott, um, and that kind of helped shape uh, my opinion of this one. I think it'll be really close. For me, it was it was truthfully kind of a coin flip uh, in terms of that that half point worried me as well I will agree the Patriots are not they're winning but when you watch them play they just I mean you watch the Ravens just 
completely run all the way. You go all the way through the Rams for an entire game. The Patriots aren't doing that. They don't look dominant, but they just keep. You running. watch the Patriots win thirteen to nine. And you think they're going to win the Super Bowl? <laughs> and you watch the Ravens win forty two or fifty two or whatever to peak and yeah, yeah peak it's not going to happen. Yeah. No way, yeah. no way they can carry that on. On Monday night, we agree that the Seahawks are good for the two and a half points that they're favored against the Vikings. Let's go back to the Titans game at the Colts. Colts given two and a half points. Colts won the first time. And how do we see it, fellas? If it was three and a half, I might have a harder time. Um, but listen, this is uh, the Titans have lost 19 of 22 to the Colts. And until proven otherwise, the default pick uh, for me has to be the Colts as long as the line um, you know, is close enough. And, and, you know, a lot has changed, uh, you know, in, in recent matchups, even going back to week two of this season, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill has the Titans offense playing really well. Uh, Colts won't have Marlon Mack. Uh, so there's a lot of favors working toward the Titans that um, make them a compelling pick. Again, it just goes back to the, they've got to do it once before I'm able to sort of lean toward them in a, an official prediction type setting. And that's where Brian Tannehill comes in. Because I think, as I recall, there was some clock management issue in the first game. And Titans I think he's a much game, better really. clock manager, much more urgent. Um, I think he is the difference in a close game. It's going to be very physical. It's going to be settled in the trenches. And I think the Titans are a little more up to punching back right now. So I'm taking them, but I think they win narrowly. I went back and forth on this, and I I see both sides here, Eric. I, it, it's hard to pick the Titans against the Colts, especially mm-hmm. on the road. But the Colts just aren't very good, guys. They lost at home to the Raiders. They lost at home to the Dolphins. I think they're getting dysfunctional. They're a beatable team, and they don't have Andrew Luck at quarterback to kind of fix it when you don't have Marlon right. Mack and you, you have these issues. They're, and they're very good on both lines of scrimmage, and I think they've – They've they've been able to have some success because of that, but if the Titans play like they played this last game and they're explosive offensively, which they really haven't been for a lot of the season, Tannehill has brought that. Um, AJ Brown's trending up. Derrick Henry, if they can get him going, I think the Titans are just a better team, and they probably should win this game. But who knows? With the Titans. Who knows? We're here every week. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, we move along to our picks of the week. This is the one game that each of us would bet on if we. Uh, we had to put our own money on the line. And um, I'm going to start with myself. I, I take the C- Seattle Seahawks and giving two and a half at home against the Vikings. One, that seems to be always a tough place for other people to play. Two, I think the Vikings have lost a little of their mojo at one time. I thought they were becoming a pretty good team. And three, I think the Seahawks are rounding into contender form. So I, I just think they're a better team, and that's a too low of a line. Russell Wilson is a guy that never gets as much credit as You're he deserves right. because mm-hmm. people aren't watching these West Coast games right. all the time. And um, yeah, he's the type that you you put him in. It's a Monday night game, right? Right. And, he, and I think that's a tough place to be on Monday night. And if if he needs to make plays late to win it, he will. Yeah, and I, I kind of think a little different from from looking at you guys. I picked a team. I picked for a team rather than against a team. Doesn't mean I'm right, but but go ahead and share your picks. I think it's it's relatively fair to say I picked against a team because I certainly picked against the Bengals. Um, but listen, the Jets are playing well. Sam Darnold is is kind of routing into form a little bit. Um, you know, I, I do think last week was uh, you know fluky to some extent against the Raiders, beating them by thirty plus points, but. 
again, I think it's a team that that has potential that is building towards something. Um, you know, Adam Gase is obviously not get crazy here. He's Adam Gase is a guy that a month ago was was very firmly on the hot seat. Uh, and listen, a month ago, if you told me I would make the Jets a lock of the week at any point, I would not have believed you. But here we are. I went with the Eagles, also picking against the team, uh, against the Dolphins. Eagles are giving seven and a half here, but I still like that. I don't think the Eagles are going to mess around in this game. They need a win badly, and they're playing a team they could get one. Plus, they'll probably be excited to get in the warm weather. The game's in Miami, so the Eagles will probably be feeling pretty good by that day. <laughs> the, thing, the thing I wouldn't be feeling good about is making you make, if I were you, is making that my pick of the week, knowing <laughs> that Tommy picked the Eagles to cover because I haven't got them right all year. If I pick against them, they win, cover. Lock it up, if I, yeah. pick a, if I pick for them, they don't. The Dolphins are giving up, what, 30, 40 a game, it yeah. seems like. and There's a minute where they kind of started playing a little bit of football, but they, they seem to be past that. Anyway, that does it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you hadn't already. And remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcast. You can drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach and Gentry Estes, I'm Tommy Dees, and we'll be back to do it again next week. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean.